the more people you can potentially get at a home open, the better off you are with a potential creds being by demand. It all starts with having those visual photos and making it interesting enough for someone to actually turn up to the home open. We're here to help enhance the fixed assets of the property. So that's what staging does. Welcome to Perth Property Insider, where you will learn how to grow your wealth and improve your life using Perth property. Our show is brought to you by Investors Edge Real Estate, the highly rated and award-winning property management, sales and buyers agency servicing the whole of Perth. Now, here's your host, Jared Mann. G'day, Jody. Really excited today to be talking through the inside world of staging and what we've been doing for many of my sellers. So excited to have you on the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so really, before we get stuck into things, tell us a bit about yourself and how did you end up in the world of staging? Okay, well, I'm originally from Darwin, so I came down here seven years ago now. And when I got here, I couldn't actually find any work. So I um, I know renovating. I've done a lot of investment buying and selling and renovating properties and building houses in, well, I currently do it. So I sort of thought, well, if I can't get an office job, I will create my own job. So I started uh, with a friend of mine. We started flipping houses. So we would buy an unrenovated house, gut it, redesign it, stage it and sell it for a profit so yeah that's how I got into staging because um you know we were doing our brick projects and we we knew that the formula works if we renovate stage and we sell we can maximize our profit so yeah we, we we've been doing that we were quite successful but a lot of the agents were getting word of what we were doing and asked us to help their clients achieve some great results and do some cosmetic renovations and do some staging to help their clients. So our business branched into helping others prepare their house for sale. So that's how I got into, yeah, staging and and helping others sell their house for a profit. And I really like how you've got the renovating skills and experience too, and it just makes it a lot more practical. And many times if something needs fixing or doing, you just happen to sort it without even telling me and it's great that those skills overlap I think a lot in getting your end result. Yeah I think that actually makes me a little bit different to most stages because I have that renovation background and I'm very renovated solution orientated so if if somebody needs anything done if they need a painter or if they need new carpets I can I have all the trades I have and, you know, people and supplies that I've worked with over the years. So I've built relationships and most of the time I can carry that on to a client and, and give them, you know, that extra service. And I think back to when we, when I first started using you, I think at that time you were just sort of renting out and staging with your own furniture between jobs and it wasn't like a full-blown business at that point. And I've seen the evolution of you know, now at any one time we might have four or five of my properties staged and you're, you know, doing that with lots of other lots of other clients as well. So how has that evolution come about to go from, you know, just using the furniture that you happen to have versus now, you know, customising it and having a depth of furniture and staging, you know, stuff that you can draw on? Well, for some unknown reason, 
and you have furniture in, say, your carport, it just seems to multiply and it just grows. So, yeah, the, the couple of houses with furniture I had for my own staging projects have turned into about 10 or 12 houses worth of furniture. I'm actually occupying two warehouses at the moment with furniture and stock. So, yeah, it just seems to have snowballed and the furniture seems to have multiplied. But I don't want to go any more than that. I'm, I'm trying to actually keep it at that level. I I'm, I'm just want to stay boutique, don't want to go any larger than what I already am and, and just work with the clients and my valued agents that I work with now. So, and just keep that service at that high level without stretching myself too thin, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, good. And for those that don't know what home staging is, why is it important for selling a property? Because some of my clients, I'm introducing them to the idea and more and more people are catching on when they watch the renovation shows and the block when they go to the massive efforts of staging those homes before they sell them. But give us your take on that. Well, look, everything is online now. So, you know, the first point of contact any potential buyer has is from your online marketing photos. So, you know, how do you get those photos to resonate with a potential buyer? How do you capture their interest? And, you know, how do you you get them basically out of their their seat to the property. You know, they, there needs to be some sort of interest. And so th- the staging actually helps create that visual interest in the photos. So that's step number one that staging does. It creates that visual interest. As opposed to, say, a vacant photos or or ugly furniture that doesn't suit or shows, you know, house to be looking too small or yeah yeah well look at you know a photo of an empty room does not spark any interest you know so it's it's tools and techniques and that visual aid that staging creates for those marketing photos and trying to capture that buyer's interest to get them to actually turn up to the home open so the more people you can potentially get at the home open the better off you are with a potential um, yeah, that creates the buy demand. So the more people we can get there, creates buy demand, that in turn creates multiple offers and potentially a higher selling price. So it all starts with having those visual photos, you know, and making it interesting enough for someone to actually turn up to the home open. Now, of course, there's, there is digital furnishing now, which you can have put on photos, but the downside of that, of course, is when someone comes, they can sometimes feel let down that the property's vacant or not presenting as well. And it's certainly a whole other level when they can come and see the furniture and see how their how their life could be in the house. So, hundred percent. Like I, that's what we call virtual staging. So we take the unfurnished photos or images and we digitally put. Is furniture in the photos. So what that does do, it, it, it ticks one box of creating that visual interest for the marketing photos. But what it doesn't do is when, like you're saying, when people do turn up to the home open and they're expecting to see what they've seen online, to get there and then go, oh, this is empty. 
this doesn't look like anything I've seen online, it does create that disappointment in potential buyers. And it's that disappointment then when they're walking through the house that, that it's it's that underlying feeling. Whereas a well-staged house that's then captured a potential buyer's interest for them to come then to the house to look at, at the home open, that just creates another layer. When they actually see what's there, they can physically touch it, see it, put reference to the space. It, it builds on that initial connection with, with buyers. So, yeah, it, it, it ticks a few boxes. The other challenge I've found is in having a vacant property, buyers can see everything and because there's nothing to distract them from going really deep, they'll, they'll scrutinise every little tiny mark on a wall or a tiny mark on the floor. But if there was furniture in to give perspective and to, to actually latch onto, people wouldn't necessarily notice tiny imperfections and so a buyer can walk away feeling that a property's not in as good a condition as it you know it's not a fair comparison when you when you're comparing a property that's got furniture in with one that's without so yeah 100 percent, and and that's one of the main reasons that you do stage is to be able to one it, it helps people walk through the house so we we stage in such a way that we place say artwork in certain areas that we were actually physically with the furniture and 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 the decor following that helping a buyer walk through the property um and constantly capture their interest along the way and keeping them at that eye level so they aren't looking up at the ceiling and looking at the floor and yeah and like you said looking at those imperfections we're not there to distract or no we're not so we are there to distract them from that, but we're not there to cover it up. So, you know, if there is, and, and you know, when I work with clients, if there is something major that I say, look, you know, you know, they go, oh, just put a piece of artwork over that. No, no, we, we don't do that. We do say, okay, look, you know, you really need to get that fixed, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, there, there are things that, you know, the minor crack and scratch and things like that, yeah, that it, that people oversee that, like you said, but we're not there to the cover up any major faults or anything like that. Yeah, I, I always want to put those things, deal with them before we go to market, sort them out, and then buyers can make an informed decision and feel like they're getting what they pay for. Then we don't want anyone getting let down on settlement day. Yeah, hundred percent. And we're we're here to help enhance the fixed assets of the property. So that's what staging does. So at the end of the day, we we get the buyers in the door. We we sell the lifestyle with with the furnishings to show you this is how you could potentially leave, live. Put reference to spaces, how you would use the space because a lot of the time I go into people's houses and they may have a bedroom as an office set up. So you know when we look at staging, we would we'll look at what is the purpose of the room, and we go back to the basics of of furnishing in such a way that it represents what the house actually truly is. If that makes sense, yeah. And I love it where, you know, where a room could, when buyers are walking through it, it could be difficult for them to see how it's laid out. You know, you've got a larger space that could involve a study or we've got a strange little sort of study nook that buyers just sort of are trying to figure out what to do with it. Like, I love how you sort of break up the rooms and segment them and then they walk away thinking, wow, like I can do a lot more with this space than I thought. 
Yeah, look, an, an empty space that might already be awkward, it baffles people's potential buyer's mind. They can't visualise how can they use that space. So for us bringing furniture in and sort of solving that problem. And I love how we speak on our different listings, you know, what can we do with that specifically or, you know, how can we solve this and show the buyers what it could be? Yeah, and yeah, 100%, and that's the value of staging is to give that reference to the rooms, give the room purpose and give people an idea of how they can utilise the space. Yeah. And on the lifestyle aspect, I've seen many of my buyers taking photos at the final inspection and they're especially the first home buyers that are uh, needing to shop for furniture and, you know, deck their house out there, they often go out and do it in exactly the same way that the property was staged. So that's a, a good testament to how much they loved it when they were buying it. So The best compliment any stage you can have is when a potential buyer says, I want to buy the whole furniture, I want to buy the house with the furniture. That's, that's us going, oh, right, happy days, we've, we've done our job. A lot of the times on the end, on the other side, we do help buyers or the, the buyers live. We call it staging to live. So we do have a service where afterwards, if they do want that service to um, help them recreate the staging look for them to live in, we, we have that service that we can do. So yeah, there's- Well, that would be good for any of our listeners as well that might want to just take their homes to another level because we're not all blessed with home styling and designing skills and I'd heavily rely on my wife and sister and mum and even then you know I like taking inspiration from the stuff that you do so well that could help a lot of people too if they're wanting to take their homes and to the next level yeah for sure that's that's what it's all about so so you mentioned that type of staging is there other types that you do yeah we also do occupied home staging so occupied is when a person is actually still or the, the seller is still remaining in the house while they're selling the property. So occupied home staging is a completely different kettle of fish. It is a lot harder to to stage because we are utilising the existing furniture in, in the, the seller's home. So we do our best to work with their furniture and decor we do have packages where we can hire, bring in some higher decor and furniture and artwork and things like that. But most of the time we utilise the, the exist, existing furniture in the client's house and we create it in such a way that we create better marketing photos. So, yeah. So we that's occupied. Um, not a lot of home stages do it. So, you know, if you've got any listeners out there, yeah, if you've got a lot of listeners that are looking at staying in the house when they're selling, then just reach out to a home stager. Just check if they do the occupied home staging service. And yeah, so there's not a lot out there, but I, I do do that as well. So Okay. So there's certainly a lot of misconceptions. What are some of the common ones about home staging that you've encountered over the years? No. <laughs> There's a lot. Like you mentioned, there's staging is still relatively new here in Australia. I mean, it's catching on. Like in America, it's it, not a house goes on the market unless it's been staged. It's catching on here. A lot of the eastern states now is doing a lot of home staging, but we're sort of still lacking in Perth here. So there's still quite a lot of people lack the knowledge of what it does and, how, and the value of it. So, so... 
And a lot of the misconceptions that I get is that people think uh, home staging is interior design, so to speak. So when it's completely different to interior design, whereas an interior design or designer actually creates a, a home that's personalized, so it's to your personal taste. Whereas a home stager will bring the property back to a neutral state to, to attract more potential buyers. So that's one misconception. We aren't interior designers. We're home stagers and we're here to actually make you money, not cost you money, whereas interior design is all about costing you money. We're, we're here to put elements and processes and solutions in place to actually make you money. So that's one misconception that they think it's just interior design. It's just about making your property look pretty. It's not just about making your property look pretty. It's making your property more marketable. And then saying that it's taking those renovation skills and solutions. So, you know, do, does your property need to be, you know, do you need new carpet? Do you need new paint? Do you want to upgrade your, the kitchen? And how do you do that on a, a budget? Because you're selling, you don't want to spend a lot on your property when you're selling, but how do you create a more marketable product that's going to get you more money in the end? So a good home stager can come up with solutions and workarounds to help potential uh, to help buyers, sorry sellers to to do that. So that's one misconception is about the the interior and design and what we actually do as a home stager. I guess another one I come across a lot is, especially in the market now, because the market at the moment it is a bit crazy, and things are selling. So a lot of the misconceptions I do get at the moment is that well. Why do we need a stage? Why do we need to, to stage it when our house will sell anyway? And literally, yes, in the literal sense, yes, this your house will sell anyway. It's the same at the moment. They're like, oh, I've got, I had one person the other day. Why do I need an agent if I can just chuck it online and sell it anyway? And 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 then I looked a few weeks later, and the marketing copy is shocking. The photos are horribly bad. I've gone on with the property staged and in the first week sold it you know so far above asking price I'm, I'm i've still been checking they haven't sold theirs yet i'm waiting to see what it sells for because it's going to make a wonderful case study because the properties are virtually identical so um yeah classic case in point <laughs> yeah well look it's it people just don't understand the value of staging and to be able to convince <laughs> Well, it's not about convincing sellers, but the knowledge behind why to to stage, why to make those improvements, even in a hot market like this, you are, if you don't stage, you're still potentially leaving dollars on the table. So you may, yeah, you you, you potentially may sell, but how long is it going to take? And are you going to be leaving dollars on the table? So, And and the way I think about it is, you know, if you've, got more buyers to get even more emotional with the staging and create even more competition then we always want more demand more competition regardless of how hot the underlying market is and i think buyers we have an even greater chance of getting more when the when the market's hot than we do when it's cold when it's cold it could actually be the difference between selling and not selling so i recall one apartment that you styled staged for us in Rivervale, I only had one buyer that came through, but there was five other apartments 
on the market in the building and you know we sold first week with just one buyer through and we were pushing the asking price and still sold just above asking price so you know those other apartments had been on a very long time we're probably going to have to re continue reducing their asking price to sell you know they had potential vacancy cost as well on top of that and so it makes a difference to me even when you've got low buyer numbers it can be the difference between selling and not and then high buyer numbers we can get much more in that emotional space so 100 percent. and look units are they're probably like you said in a complex and there's other units what is setting your unit or your 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 property apart from the others you know with the staging that's set the property apart so it looks different the only problem with units, I'm, I'm not personally, I'm not a big fan of buying units because you, you're sort of dictated with every everybody else that's selling in that market and how much they're selling for. You know, to try and get that extra bit of money, it's it, what what is your apartment got different? Like the styling is that what you've just said? The styling helps set the apartment apart from its competition, and it goes with houses as well. You know. Recently, actually, read a, a review. Oh, sorry, a, a case study where it's it was in uh, Queensland that they did this case study where they looked at a unstaged house versus a staged house in the same suburb, same type of house. So the unstaged property got five hundred views versus the staged property got three thousand views. So when you're looking online and your photos are online and and you're getting 300 clicks versus 3,000 clicks, who, you know, which one is going to create more buyers turn up at that home open? You know, of course, the 3,000 clicks is going to get the buyers there. And the more buyers that are in the house, like you said, is going to create that dem buyer demand and result in higher price because they're emotionally connected to the problem. I usually find that 400 views tends to translate through to six buyers and I like to sort of measure this and look at the funnel for each property we come on and it's not as important now when we're selling most properties in the first week but previously we'd have to diagnose you know are we getting enough exposure and what can we change to boost that and and I do know that in this case you'd probably get you know 30 buyers through versus the the six and that's going to be a huge difference in the potential competition that you can have so yeah 100 percent. and you know staging does help that it creates that level of emotional connection when they can see themselves living at the house and fall in love with what they see because that's what you want to do my intention when i stage is i always like to make the house feel homely so when people walk in the door that they have that sense of feeling like they're at home and you know that's those little elements that i bring with setting the dining table or setting the lounge room, the theatre room. I have lots of people joke around. I had one person on the weekend, they said, oh, Jared, the popcorn was a bit, you know, hard to swallow. And I was like, you didn't have something, did you? Because I think you coated it in preservative or something or enamel or something to coat it. Yeah, definitely do not eat the props. So, yeah, but look, that I like to do those sort of little things because I think, it adds that little bit of that when people buy, they buy obviously by emotions, but, you know, would, would it's working with their subconscious mind. 
when people come in, they may not necessarily pick up on everything, but you know, it's it's adding those those layers, I guess, of making them feel at home by all these little things in the background, but you don't physically sort of make note of. Yeah, if we ask them, oh, why did you buy the house? They're not going to say, oh, because of the popcorn and the scones on the popcorn in the theatre room and scones on the the breakfast table. Yeah, they're not going to probably remember those things, but when they walk into that room, they have that sense of, oh, yeah, I feel like I could lay back on this couch and watch a movie and eat the popcorn and just have a family night. And and that's the sort of story that we were trying to tell potential buyers that that's what you can do in the space. So, you know, those little touches is just what I like to do to create that that homely feel um, with my staging. So, Well, a lot of clients also say to me, oh, well, this property is more suited to investors. Like, you know, do investors care about that sort of thing? Surely they just want a tenant. I've, I see that everyone buys with emotions and we're all human. So some investors I've had pay a lot more for a property that's staged. So Buying a house is a big investment. It's, you know, and people probably, I mean, investors are probably buying and selling all the time, but most people, you know, buy one or two houses, live in it, sell it. So they've got all those emotional connections. So it is a very emotional time. And when people are selling, you know, it, it's that, you know, we don't know the reasons why they're selling. And, but more than likely, it's a, it's a very emotional period of time because they may be selling. It may be a divorce sale or it could be. Hold on, Jerry. Yeah, so it is a very emotional time and so, yeah, buying and selling is an emotional process. You're not going to spend thousands of dollars and, you know, buy something that you hate. Yeah, well, you think tenants will never love living there, you know, you that's That's right. So, yeah, I think it's very important for investors to stage if they're selling the house regardless. So, you know... Definitely stage versus uh, not staging can make a huge difference to your end sale price. So, yeah, for sure. And the other one I get is, oh, Jared, you know, staging is pretty expensive and they can't afford to stage. So have you had that come up a fair bit? Uh, all the time. Staging is an investment. It is a, it's a marketing tool. It's a marketing strategy. So it's, you know, is it worth doing? 100% I believe it's worth doing. I would, I personally wouldn't have gotten into the business if I didn't think that, you know, renovating, staging, selling maximizes the end profit. So it's, it's an investment and unfortunately it does cost money. Like there's a lot of moving parts to staging. We've got removalist costs. We've got the high furniture costs. With a lot of overheads with storage and things like that. So it does cost money. But look, there's each stage is different, but you know, ask for a payment plan, you know, definitely get a couple of quotes. I'm I'm not necessarily not the right stage for everybody. So, you know, find a stage that you connect with and and get a, a couple of quotes. Ask for payment plans. There are ways and means of going around, you know, the cost of it. So, yeah. I always say to people, if we're 
is you're definitely going to sell. And I think when it, it comes down to us being, you know, the more sure we are that we can get someone's minimum price, then we're always going to get over and above the for the cost of the staging, we're always going to get far more back. So it, it's only for those clients that might be on the fence and about are they really selling and for what price and can we get that price? And, you know, I, I hate to vacate the property, stage it, have all the vacancy costs and then not get a result for people. So I'm really always looking to, can we get them that minimum result? And if the answer is yes, then I know that we can get more with staging basically. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you a little story about one of my clients, the prime example about cost. So this client was a couple of years ago. She, one of my agents actually called me and said, he hasn't listed her at this point. He said, I've just had a, a meeting, a potential client meeting. I talked about staging. She didn't know anything about staging. Could you just give her a call and and have a chat with her? So it's like, yeah, okay, no. So I gave her a call, made an appointment to see her at the property. And, um, yeah, when I got there, after our initial introduction, hi, you know, my name and, and, and stuff, she said to me the first words out of her mouth was, I've had seven agents through the property. So I'm like, Okay, wow, my head, I'm thinking, right, she's either got an unrealistic figure and an agent hasn't told her what she can achieve or she hasn't had a connection with any of these potential agents. Uh, and then she said, out of the seven agents, the, Brad, the one that got me in for this particular listing, was the only one that actually suggested staging. So I was a little bit shocked that, out of seven agents, there was only one promoting staging. That was a bit concerning. But I think for a lot of agents, it's like, oh, it's another step. It's another difficulty. It's another thing to coordinate. They just want to get on with selling it and moving on to the next one. And it's often why they don't bother suggesting improvements or, you know, getting coordinating or getting things renovated too. Same reason. Yeah. Well, look, you know, also probably because. Some agents, you know, they're scared to approach these things with the client because they may potentially lose the listing. So the, the, they're scared they may lose the listing by saying, oh, we want you to spend more money. We want you to, you know, spend money on painting. We want you to do this. I mean, all of these things are going to obviously help, but it's more cost. And then, you know, a potential, when they're looking at trying to get the listing. Difference between cost versus investment, isn't it? Investment returns and gets you more. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, a lot, some agents are a bit scared to approach that. Or, so, yeah, look, it's so it is surprising anyway that, that out, out of those 791 actually recommend staging. But. Where did you end up with her? Oh, she, we went through the house. So, she actually was a painter. So, she actually painted the house. It was lovely. It was quite a neutral colour and on trend. So, it, it worked. She renovated the, the kitchen. The bathroom wasn't done too long ago, but she renovated the kitchen. She put new carpets in. She actually did a lot. This particular property was her mum's property and her mum was going into care. So she knew that she had to do something because the house was dated and she had the skill set to do majority of the work. So when I rocked up, she had already finished painting. She was had already pretty much done everything. I think she was in the process of putting some window treatments up at the time. And, and she done a really, really good job. There was nothing there that I would say, I'm, I'm, you know, oh, my God, you, you know, you spent money here and it, 
it's not on trend. No, she did a great job. So, yeah, we went around the house and she wanted to know about staging. So I sort of said to her, well, I, I come up with this analogy. I said to her, staging is like icing on the cake. So she's gone to the hard work of doing all these renovations and baking her cake and she's about to present this cake on the market basically iced or, or, or naked pretty much. So I said, you know, staging brings the icing, it brings that magic sprinkle dust that makes your house look, you know, more marketable, you know, with the photos, it gives it reference, it gives something for people when they come in the door to look at visually, get a sense of the, the, the space and, and the lifestyle they can potentially have with the property. So we went through it all and then I said to her, oh, look, you know, this is how much staging costs. She's, she was taken aback. She was like, oh, okay, I didn't think it was going to cost that much. And she said, oh, no, I can't afford it. I've, I've just spent all this money renovating. I don't have any money left. And um, I said, oh, look, you know, okay, that's, you know, I get it. Look, I understand. You've got a budget and, it, you know, you've maxed your budget. That's, that's fine. If you can't afford to stage, you can't afford to stage. You know, I always put my investor hat on first. So I'm not there to, to flog staging. I'm always putting my investor in. If, if you haven't got the money, then you haven't got the money. So I sort of said to her, look, what you've done is great. I gave her some advice of putting the, the uh, window treatments up. And I said, look, you know, good luck with it all. I think he will sell, you know, and I wish you luck. And I left. So... Yeah, it was probably about a week or la- a week or ten days later. She called me. She said, "Oh, Jody, I had to think about it, and I want to ice my cake." I'm like, "Okay," and she said, and I said, "Okay, well, you know, cost- I'm glad you remembered the reference." Yeah, I know, and I was like, well, "The cost is, you know," and she's like, "Yep, I've actually got a loan from a family member, and I'm I'm going to do the staging." So she actually borrowed money from from family two stage and yeah so we came in and we staged it and I think from memory that just to run some numbers I think pre-appraisal was at like with the renovations that she had done was 400 so she was on it's three by one so yeah she she had appraisals at 400 we staged she had two offers the first time open and she sold the 440 so an extra 40 grand more than what she was appraised at and uh yeah she rang me and she was happy days doing a happy dance and she said oh Jody, i know that that extra forty thousand is because i because i did the staging and then it's your staging that that got me that and i I said well no it's it's actually the combination of renovating staging and your agent getting and working for you to get that best possible price that that you've gotten you know, a great result. So, you know, she was happy. And look, a lot of my clients, you know, we have similar stories all the time. And but it, it's really hard because no one's got a crystal ball. So we 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 don't know. And the house is only going to be worth what someone's willing to pay for it. So, you know, but if you don't do everything that you can possibly do to get your property ready and looking its absolute best when it hits the market. You know, are you leaving some money on the table if you don't, if you haven't given it everything? And nine times out of ten, well, actually ten out of ten, you'll be leaving money on the table if if you don't do it. 
Makes sense. And we'd say it every week, though. So. <laughs> yeah. So tell us a bit about the home staging process and how does it typically work? So we could uh, take people inside that. Yeah, no worries. Um, so typically it will start with a, a, a phone call. We need to determine from the phone call what type of staging the client needs. So whether it's the vacant or the occupied home staging, because the services are different and how we go about it is different. So initially we just find that out. And then from there we come out, we do a site meeting or a site consultation in, and then we go through. So depending on who I'm working with, with, with yourself, Jared, I don't normally tend to do this because you're pretty good at telling clients what they need to do in, in preparing their home for sale. So that's really great. But most of the time I'm going in and actually giving them advice on carpet choices and paint choices and what other things can they do to to maximize their sale price in regards to those renovation items and and how to best use the budget they have so they get the best bang for their buck. Because a lot of people just they get the wrong advice. And the wrong advice can cost thousands of dollars and for instance one of them is like the biggest thing that i come across it is is painting it's 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 the huge you know issue it can add a lot of value it can painting it the right color a fresh modern color can add huge amounts of value to the property but what i have thought well what i do find that you know we as a stager we come in a bit later down the process and I'm, and they go, oh yeah, we've actually freshly painted, and they've gone and painted it, re- just repainted it the same color that it was, yeah, twenty, thirty years ago. We just freshened it up, and I'm like, oh my god, you've just wasted however many thousands of dollars it just cost you to paint an outdated color. Like, oh, we went with the same yellow, you know, oh my god, it just hurts my eyes. <laughs> it's like. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, you get that. A lot of the, the colour I see is that hog's bristle that was like in the, you know, 90s and stuff, like, and people say, oh, we just repainted it hog's bristle. I'm like, oh, no, like. So, yeah, painting is, is an absolute huge area that can, can give you a lot of money, but can cost you a lot of money if you get it wrong. So, getting somebody that knows that what the market trends are. What colors are selling at the moment? What can work as a neutral color palette? So, yeah, that's where some of the skills that we, br- we bring in as a stage are prior to, you know, actually just decorating the house and the hired furniture. So, we can give that advice to uh, help clients make or avoid costly mistakes. So, yeah. And I like it with our clients because we, I keep it pretty simple i go out and see the property and let them know all their suggested improvements and especially when we're managing it as one of our landlords we i get my property managers to do all the little upgrades and we get the tenant to do theirs before they vacate before they vacate and then um, you can usually provide a pretty comprehensive quote off of a floor plan and then go and confirm later once we're all moving ahead so yeah look at this so basically, if we've gone in and done that consultation, that helps them get an idea of you know where to go with their budget in regards to the fixed those fixtures and repairs and maintenance and stuff like that. And then what we do from there, 
we always like to go and visit the property regardless if they've already done all that sort of stuff. Like in, in most of your properties, Jared, it's already sort of done for me. But I still like to go and visit the property. I can cap quote off the floor plan. But the reason why I like to actually go and visit the property is to get a feel of the property, the space, have a look at those fixed assets. So when I'm looking at staging, I'm thinking, you know, how can I enhance what the main selling point is of this particular house? You know, and it might be, you know, it might be this massive big backyard or whatever the case may be. That's where I'm going to focus my attention when I when I stage is towards those fixed assets to enhance them and and bring that to a you know the forefront of someone's mind to go great you know this backyard is like amazing I can have entertainer here and that sort of thing all the master bedrooms like this massive master bedroom and I'm going to have all these other elements in the room so it's really important that we go out and actually view the property to to see it in person. Actually, a prime example, the other day, I did one of your properties. It was the first one in Alchemos that I did. And I've, I'm training a helper at the moment, and she was up there with me helping on the, the Alchemos job. And she said to me, how do we know what furniture to put in here? And I said, well, you know, at the when I came up to site, I had to have a look. I said, because tip, typically... When you sit back, you think, okay, Alpamoss, it's near the beach. You think you want to go Hampton style and the Hampton sort of style is that white and natural timbers and all of that sort of color palette. And if I just quoted off the quote, off the floor plan and just went, yeah, Alpamoss, it's sort of going to be beachy. We run with the beachy sort of thing, um, styling. It would have been completely wrong for that particular house. Because that house, the 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 fixed assets, and when I'm saying the fixed assets, the, the the tiling, the paint on the walls, the cabinetry, they all lean towards what we call cool colours. So if I went and put a warm, tiring type furniture and and into the a cool type house, it would look wrong. So it's important. So if I just yeah never seen the property and put it in there. Buyers, they probably like what they still see, but subconsciously they'd be going, oh, this doesn't feel right. I was talking about that subconscious sort of when people are walking through, they'll have this uneasy feel because they don't know what's wrong, but something's wrong. And it's the, the colours that are clashing. So even though it was Alchemos and I was working with cool bullet colour palettes, I still brought some elements of that Hampton style by the type of furniture, but it was a different color palette. Um, so yeah, it's, it's really important that we do as a stage go out and view the property so that we're collect, we're collating a furniture package that is going to work and complement the fixed assets of the home. Well, I was wondering why the two that I've just sold up there are quite different in their, <laughs> in their styling. Yeah. And yeah, so it, that, and that's that's why. And you know, she sort of said to me, "Oh, it's like completely different." And, I was, and it, it had to be, or else it would look wrong. But yeah, there was elements in there that still leaned towards the beachy feel and a bit of a Hampton style, but it was a different color palette. So yeah, so that's why it's important for us to go out and look at the property. Before before we do anything again and make sure that we're selecting the right type of furniture and decor that's going to work for the property. Awesome. 
Well, we've touched on so many things today and we could probably keep talking more because we both love what staging can do. But how can people get in touch with you if they do need some help or to get a quote? Um, I'll put your details in the show notes as well, but tell us a bit about how to reach out. Well, obviously through yourself, Jared, has been one of my valued agents I work with. But yeah, my website, we can put that down in your notes. Uh, Unfortunately, I'm not really... Your your business is called Bella Property Styling, isn't it? And Design. Yeah, Bella Property Styling and Design. So I'm on Facebook. I do have a website, but it's still a work in progress. I'm not very tech savvy, so... I pour my creativity into styling. When someone asks me, I just send them, you know, lots of properties that we've sold and done together and that's the best way to see your work. Yeah, generally that's what I do when I'm uh, when a potential client uh, reaches out. I just send them a whole heap of links. And nothing speaks more than having a look at the physical work. And, you know, what is online and, and then, you know, having a bit of an idea of the numbers that it's sold for is, you know, the, the proofs in the pudding. So, yeah. I thought I'd add because, you know, I've been selling for 15 odd years and I did use stages before. And the reason that I've come to, you know, just working exclusively with you is that the bigger staging firms just don't have the care factor and they just go and quote off of a plan and chuck it in and you know if if things aren't right with how the property's presenting they don't tell me and you know in in your case you sometimes just fix it up without even telling me (laughs) and so it's just a completely different level of service it's a lot more personalized and as you say with you saying that you want to stay boutique and you know not get massive well that's good news for my clients then <laughs> well look um in in saying that you know i'm i'm always an investor first so i'm always going to put my invest- i think that's why we get along so well as well <laughs> so yeah i'm always going to put my investor hat on so if i and i'm i'm not going to hear vlog staging to somebody if if say the property you know doesn't work for staging you know there's only so much staging can do um so i'm always an investor first so a prime example i think one of your clients this was going back a little while ago and we didn't have a conversation prior to me going out and meeting him and i, I met him and straight away i thought he, he was painting he was doing a quite a lot of things but the carpet needed to be replaced and then you remember this one in, in thornley <laughs> yeah we both told him this yeah, and I didn't realise you did. And so I came in and said, oh, look, you, you probably really need to replace your carpet. And he said, look, Jody, I'm I'm literally, my budget is either carpet or staging. Like I don't, I can't afford to do both. And I said, well, look, I'm always an investor. First, I'm going to put my investor hat on. Let me have a think about it. And if I think your carpet's going to be more important than staging, I will tell you that. And I will walk away and say, do do your carpet. Here's my contact. Get a good price for your carpet. So I said to him, look, leave it with me. I just need to absorb your house, run it through my own thought processes, and what would I do? I I approach every job that I do as if this was my house and my flip project and I wanted to get the best bang for my buck and this is all I had to spend, what would I do? 
And I approach, that's how I approach all my jobs. And I think that makes me a little bit different uh, in that respect, that I take that approach. Yeah. There's no point putting lipstick on a pig, is it, and hoping that you can still get a good price. Yeah. Look, you know, is it going to be of value? Well, maybe not, you know. So, yeah, I went back and I had to think about it with with this client and my thought process was when I went there, he had a recent. He had a nice kitchen. He had done done the kitchen up. He painted. He painted the house throughout, but his bathrooms, both bathrooms, were still very much dated. They were old, pink, pink toilet, pink vanity. So it was completely the, those items in were dated. So my thought process was: well, if he doesn't stage, people are gonna see the carpets dated. They're gonna see the the bathrooms they're going to see the bathrooms that are dated anyway but it's going to be more of a negative the impact will be negative yeah they're going to go oh mm. so i sort of said to him look i honestly think don't worry about the carpet stage i think we'll have more of an impact in in investing into the staging rather than doing the carpet he ended up staging. I, I'm, I don't even know what the numbers were on that, Jared. You might remember, but I know that he rang me up and he was extremely happy. So, yeah, it was exceptional what we got in the end. And people did just latch on to how great a family home it was. And that's the, the whole lifestyle appeal that you added through the staging. And as you say, if it was just the carpet and it was the single thing, then that would have made it more of a stand out as a the single thing you'd need to upgrade and do but there was it's tried it's good to try and get a house to an overall even standard isn't it and when we've got other things that are sort of still lacking the staging just gave them for all those reasons we mentioned earlier something else to focus on and get excited about so and and what you do is sometimes you you find a fault and you make a feature so you do you play on the pinks and and things like that in a, in a in the right way. I did notice, yeah, the artwork around sort of took that into other rooms, and you know, hundred percent. But yeah, look, it's and and did the carpet, you know, did anybody really actually pick up? No one, no one specifically mentioned it to me, but I'm sure if we still did the carpet, we would have would have potentially gotten more, or maybe that one extra buyer or two extra buyers in with an offer that they might be spending their last dollars and not have the money to upgrade the carpet after after the fact and it could have held them out, for instance. But I guess we'll never know. <laughs> at the end of the day, when you're, you're looking at it, it's the kitchens and bathrooms, you know, the whole saying, kitchens and bathrooms sell houses. I mean, it, 100% it does. So, you know, in comparison to... You know, where do you spend your money? You know, he couldn't afford to do the bathrooms, but his kitchen was lovely. You know, does the carpet really need to be done? Not really, because, you know, those two areas are where people are going to focus, you know, whether they're going to buy the house or not, you know, and how much money they're going to want to pay for the property. So, yeah, in the schemes of it, staging did, the benefits of staging outweighed replacing the carpet so yeah and uh, i'm actually working with a client right now and the agent told me 
that she's already approached the painting side of it with her and she doesn't want to paint. I went to a consult and when I walked in, the walls are lime green, lime green. No joke, the whole living areas throughout the whole house, it's lime green and in the bedrooms, it's yellow. Oh, the combo, the stitchress combo. Yeah, and the agent's like, oh, she doesn't want to spend any money, she doesn't want to paint, so don't, you know. I'll be doing myself an injustice or the client injustice if I didn't bring it to their attention to say, hey, look, I'm putting my buyer's hat on now. That paint colour is going to be a detriment to your sale. 100% it's going to be a detriment to your sale. Not only is it going to produce bad marketing photos, any buyer that comes through the door is straight away going to think 10, 15 grand to repaint that house. And I said, look, just putting it out there, would you be open to me getting a quote for painting and we potentially have a discussion when we know, you know, what sort of costs are involved? And she's like, oh, I can't afford 10 grand to paint. And I'm like, it, I don't think it's going to cost you 10 grand, but that's the reality. Like, in, in buyers' minds, they're going to be thinking the painting's worth 10 grand for you to do that work. It's the hassle factor as well. You know, they have to you know, keep it vacant. They can't move in straight away. They have to get it done. They It's hard to get tradespeople in this world. If we can solve it, then you can usually solve it for far less than the problems perceived. Exactly, 100%. But, yeah, look, I've, I've, I've gotten her a quote for to to paint and it's half the price of what we thought it was going to be so she's painting so yeah it just goes to show some of these items that are unnecessary to do and but if you know I, i'm i'm one of those people like i said is i would walk into a house and i will look at it from a buyer's point of view and we're there to actually pull the negatives out to tell them and be honest with them because sometimes, like you said before, I know you don't do this, Jared, and, and none of the actual agents I work with do this, but I find a lot of agents, they they don't tell them and they overpromise. Um, so, you know, because that they're worried about losing a listing, offending them, whereas I can come in and be that, that independent person that's coming from a buyer's point of view and going, okay, well, look, my job is to bring all the negatives. Because this is what a buyer is going to do. They're going to, in their walk, mind, walk around. Yeah, well, that's why I figure I'd might as well tell them about all these things before we go to market or I'll be telling them in the feedback that I give them afterwards. <laughs> so I think it's a real shock for sellers when they hear that afterwards. It's like I'd, I'd feel if I was them, why didn't you tell me? Like, Why didn't you at least give me a chance to fix it? Yeah, that, and 100%. And, you know, and like you said before, the, the actual cost to fixing some of these items is far less than the perceived value that a buyer is going to bring off the price. So it's also about getting that balance. You know, how much do I spend? Where do I spend that money to make sure that I'm getting the best bang for my buck? And in the end, you know, that ultimate best sale price. Well, that's a good place to finish. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, thank you, Joe. Thank you for having me and thank you. And I know you've been... Um We've been busy on so many of our jobs lately. It's nice to finally um, sit down and get this down because I think it'll help a lot of people and looking forward to working with you on the next one. Yeah. Thank you. Take care. Yeah.
Yeah. Just a reminder, the information discussed in this podcast is general in nature. As we don't know your specific situation, you should always seek professional advice before taking any action. For free market reports on your suburb of interest and other helpful resources to grow your wealth, make sure you join my property investor update at investorshedge.com.au slash join. And finally, make sure you're a member of our Perth Property Investment Facebook group. To be part of the conversation with other like-minded investors, get help to your questions and get a feel for what's going on out there in the market. I'll see you in the group.